This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by David Elliott. How's it going, Dave? It's going all right. You forgot to introduce Oxford as well. I figured at this point people would assume that Oxford is attached to your hip anywhere you go. Is that not the case? Um, it's pretty close. Yeah. So, uh, of course, Oxford is here. Uh, you might not know it if he if he doesn't interject, but if he does, uh, it's good to introduce him now before he decides to introduce himself. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, Oxford is the little uh, Weimariner that we've got dog that's kind of lingering around with us today. Right. Uh, so Dave, you and I have been talking a lot about the history of the pulse. And if you listen to our last episode on the pulse history, we talked about uh, the current office and your time in Bailey's Harbor. Now, this isn't a, a pulse history episode, but I did want to talk a little bit more about Bailey's Harbor and about uh, how you have kind of grown into this community. So you, you've kind of uh, put down the plot of the new office here. This has been our home for years now. Last year, you also stepped up as the uh, town chair in Bailey's Harbor, the interim town chair. And uh, your your connection to this side of the peninsula has just kind of grown and grown over the years. Am I, am I correct in that? Well, I yeah, I, I, I love Bailey's Harbor and um, connection to this place. I've, I feel pretty well connected to most of the municipalities up here that through the course that we talked to in the Pulse history, I've lived in most of the communities as it is. It's uh, But Bailey's Harbor is, is home now. Right. And uh, the reason that I wanted to have you on today is to talk about a a new project that Bailey's Harbor is embarking on when it comes to the, the property that's kind of right next to the, the harbor and the, uh, the Pulse offices, which is or used to be Nelson's. Right. So walk me through this a little bit. Nelson's has been sitting empty for a number of years now, uh, and there, there may be some plans moving forward for that property when it when it comes to the town. Sure. So actually, when the Pulse first moved here and when I first moved here with my wife um, we loved having Nelson's hardware right next door every time there was a project that needs to be done and and over the years there's always been lots of projects it was great just to walk next door and find whatever bolt or tool or anything that was needed and you could go over there and they but they had a bolt the old garage was over there so Adam would help and make help him make tools that he needed to solve for certain problems um, but you know, a few years ago they kind of um, closed up shop in Bailey's they had been looking at potentially moving to a different location in Bailey's Harbor a number of years ago, but that didn't work out. And so they kind of moved everything over to Fish Creek. Uh, they combined the two stores into one, and that store now has expanded with a whole new department behind it. And the buildings have been vacant for a while. And as a, as a resident, I've heard plenty of locals say, what's going to happen with that building? Can't we get the hardware store back? All sorts of different ideas thrown back and forth. But the reality is it's uh, owned by Gary and Peggy Nelson, and they've been trying to figure out their own path for what that building would be. And as it turns out, as you mentioned, I, I, was, I took over the town chairmanship in an interim period. Um, it was near the end of Doug Smith's tenure there. Um, he resigned in July, and I took over in August. And I will be done as of the annual meeting on April 20th. And I believe uh, the only person running is Don City to come back in as chair, and he's served in that role before. Um, but what happened in the interim is last fall, Gary Nelson approached me and he said, okay, Dave, I, I think it's time. I think we're ready. I think um, I feel really good about the store in Fish Creek, and I think let's, let's see if we can find a way to, if the, for the town to afford to purchase the, the Nelson's property, which includes 
it used to be the old hotel there, the hardware store, and then the garage to the south of it. Um, and it also includes two marina slips that um, Gary and Peggy own as well. So with this proposal, what opportunities does that open up with this land for the town? Uh, all sorts. Um, and I, I think that the town would have the opportunity to discuss what the best path forward for, what, for that property is. I think uh, what I've heard from concerns from a number of citizens is, well, what if a developer buys that and puts up two or three-story condos? I, I think a lot of people know what they don't want to see, um, and I think there are a few versions out there that people would like to see, uh, but that I think all needs to be part of a discussion with the town moving forward, and there's a few steps in between getting to there and where we are right now. The way that the works, we're, we're a town, we're not a village, um, we're not a city. The village of Sister Bay, as a board, they can vote and say, we want to purchase a piece of property, and the village trustees purchase that piece of property. Um, in a town, it works a lot differently. When you're talking about purchasing a property for the price that we're talking about, which is the, the, the agreed price upon at this point is $1.95 million for those properties, the vote has to go to the electorate. It's all up to the citizens of this town to vote whether or not they think it's in the best interest of our town to purchase the property. Right. Miles and I had spoke about that a little bit on the podcast. It's Friday as we're recording this right now. And last night on Thursday, uh, this project is, it was, was set in motion to be voted upon at the annual meeting, correct? Correct. So that that is kind of a, a, a cool thing about this. Like you said, it this is a, an opportunity for the town to decide what to do with this or if they decide to move forward with it. And that town input is going to be a huge part of this moving forward, right? Well, absolutely. And, I, and I, I'd be remiss to really not talk a lot about Gary and Peggy's role in this as well. Like but Gary grew up in Bailey's Arbor. Gary worked in that hardware store um, for years. He ran it. It's in his blood. He's Gary served as constable. He's served as uh, as fire chief for this town. He cares a lot about this town and what the future of it is like. And he really kind of worked with us as a, as a town to try to come up with a way that he could get what he believes and I believe is a fair price for the property, um, but also try to work within the town confines of the town's budget to make that possible. Yeah. And when you, when you think about that, that property over there and its location and its waterfront access as well, what that could mean as a public area too. Uh, I, I think that that's a, a really exciting thing. And depending on what is done with it, it could really transform this part of the town pretty considerably. Not, not in a way that like, as you mentioned, a condo could, uh, but in a way that uh, could be really cool for the community. And and that's what we're, that's the idea. Um, the, the whole point and that, that, that space has a whole bunch of history, too, that I think is worth discussing at some point, too, that we'll circle back to in a moment or two. But, yeah, an, an open green space. It's not, it's not a big commercial space. We're not trying to, we are, we are not trying to be Sister Bay. Um, people have said, well, if you open up the, the, the waterfront, is your goal to be like Sister Bay? Absolutely not. We're, we all have different pieces of our community. The, the point here is to open up green space towards the water. If you, when you drive through Bailey's Harbor, we... You open up a little bit when you come around the curve and you're coming north and you got Ann Clam Point out there and a little bit of beach. You can kind of see the water through the trees, uh, but then you drive up and you can't really see the water when you drive through Bailey's Harbor. And it's an incredible piece of our community. It's a huge part of our history of this town in terms of the shipping and all of that that came through, Captain Bailey himself and all of that. Uh, but you don't see the water. And this, this is an opportunity that we could open up a view of the water and have some green space and public space that the whole community can enjoy. 
Right. And I know that things are, are completely preliminary at this point because, as you mentioned, the town has to vote on whether or not to pursue the purchase, even to get things started. Uh, but to, to begin to imagine some of the uses for the property or what it could be, I think is exciting. Oh, it, it absolutely is. I'm just, I'm really hesitant to answer that question, Andrew, because I, I think it's important to let all ideas be out on the table. Right. Um, to, to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to weigh in about what the best interest of that property is and to be open-minded about where it could go. Right. So, uh, like I said, at this point, uh, the annual meeting is when the town will be able to get together and vote on this. Uh, as Miles had alluded to when we recorded earlier today, uh, that will probably be quite the big meeting. Uh, similar meetings in other places would bring, you know, three or 400 people in. I don't know that it's going to bring that many for Bailey's Harbor, but certainly a lot. Uh, well, I, so, I hope the more the merrier. I think this right. is an important decision for the town. It's Yes, it's a sizable chunk of money. Um, I'm hoping and believe that we can find additional granting out there from all sorts of uh, shorefront um, grants that might be able to get from the state or federal grants, um, as well as private donations that we can hopefully bring in so the, the cost burden can be alleviated from the town a little bit. But the, the town should feel, I mean, I, I have my own personal feelings about it. I think it's an the waterfront space. It opens up public open spaces. The UW Oshkosh program came through a few years ago and drew some drawings up of creating this kind of fun little open park for the town to use. So I do think the town should pay a little bit for this, but I'm hoping we can like not put a huge burden on, on them in the, in this process. Um, the meeting, and I'm going to keep saying it is April 20th. Um, normally town meetings are at 7 PM. This is going to be at 6 PM a little bit earlier because we've moved the uh, annual meeting from the town hall to the fire station to accommodate more people. And a lot of people have asked us to accommodate social distancing. So the new fire station will enable us to do that. Great. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to say about this idea or uh, that you think people should know as we lead up to the annual meeting? Yeah, I think that some of the history of that space should be talked about. I mean, that um, I, I sat down with Gary and he provided a whole bunch. He's pretty open book with the history of that whole place. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, the good and the bad and the ugly, um, that used to be a garage, like a gas station. I don't know if you knew that Andrew, that, no, I didn't. that people would pull up right in front of those garage doors and there's a, there were gas tanks right there and you filled up gas right on the side of the road, um, which has led to some concerns over the property purchase from that I've heard from locals. And they said, haven't you heard there were there were gas tanks under there and they leaked and they caused all sorts of damage. Well, the, the reality is, yes, there were some gas tanks. But the interesting part is that I learned that I wasn't aware of is those gas tanks were actually buried not on the Nelson property itself. They were actually buried on the, the property just to the south of it. Hmm. It was done long enough ago, I believe in the 40s, that those tanks were steel tanks were buried and I mean, we could never get away with something like that these days where you'd actually bury something like a gas tank on, on, right. a, on a neighbor's property. Um, but what happened was in 1986, when you ask anybody, that's the last time the water levels came really up a lot. And the, the neighboring property has smelled gas. And it turned out, yep, there were some leaks in those old steel tanks. And hmm. so they, they went through a whole remediation of that property. They put in 12 different test wells that were tested for the next six to 12 years intermittently and all the time. Um, and the DNR came in tested again, and, and they had a clean bill of health. That whole property was tested over and over and over again. And again, most of the leaking was not even on the Nelson's property. It was on the neighbors. Interesting. Do you know the story behind the mural on the side of the wall? Sure. The mural was fundraised. It's actually owned by the Bailey's Harbor Historical Society, which means the town owns it because they're, they're related. Right. Um, it was painted and raised money for outside of the town. 
And there's lots of lots of speculation about what would happen to that mural. Um, I don't I don't have an answer about what would happen. I don't even know what, if I had an answer about what's going to happen to that building again. Right. It, to me, it's it's all what the town wants to do. It's not what what Dave Elliott wants to do, or even what the town board is. It's got to be a collective decision. Yeah. No, I'm I'm imagining a future where that that whole area is nice green space with park benches, and yeah, then just yeah, that yeah. wall is still standing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, and the the the, the really kind of brilliant thing about that mural is it was it's built in pieces, so. It can be taken down and re-put up anywhere. It, oh, okay. it, it, the, it, it will not get destroyed just because it have to come down. It, it's all move, removable and, and can be put back up in one full structure. Nice. Are you, are you volunteering any of the, the walls of the Pulse to put it up on? Um, not at this point, Andrew. Okay. That, that hasn't been, or putting it above our building either. No, those aren't you options. Do that. You could time. lay it down flat and then we could just see it from the sky. Should sure. be cool. Yep, be a fun Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, the I, I think the the history of that property is is a really cool part of this as well, and being able to kind of preserve that history as well. Uh, if if the town buys it and it becomes a, a public thing, then it becomes uh, something that generations will get to enjoy moving forward. Uh, rather than if it were bought privately and then it could be turned into whatever or have many different owners down the line this is kind of a, a reinvestment in the town and in something that makes the town kind of special yeah i think i think if we look at what our what our generation that i'm being I guess broad in that or it's like what our collective time on this planet and what we leave behind feels kind of good to maybe be able to leave a little bit of green space behind for the next generation to see the water out there and to not have it confined to private space that you can't walk in front of and, and experience the water in Bailey's Harbor. Right. You know, my mind kind of goes to thinking about what it could be. And I know that we don't want to, to drop those ideas just yet, but um, is there, is there anything else that people should know about the opportunity? Yeah, actually um, there's, there's been a lot of uh, scuttlebutt, I guess is the right word. Like the, the, the uh, groundswell of people saying, well, this, did you know this was wrong with it? And do you know this was wrong with it? You know, this happened. So I like I think putting all those things out in the open and up front is a is a smart thing to do. Um, some people have talked about the fact that it has a failing well. That didn't you know that it has a failing well over there? So right. I, um, but the 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 fact is that the the water t- tests fine. The water is absolutely fine. The the challenge is is the well was put in when the building was built, so it's pre nineteen fifty. So the the requirements that our government puts in have changed a lot. Now you need a six-inch well pipe, and that's a four-inch. So it's essentially a non-conforming well. So the water is fine. It's just that you'd have to replace the whole well in order to, to fix the system, which is an incredibly expensive process. Now people have said, well, if it's that expensive to do, then a developer would never pay a premium for the property because the well would fail. Well, if, if a developer is coming in, they're bulldozing everything and they can put a brand new well in anywhere. The challenge that the existing property has and with the structure is, is that if you tried to put a well in the same space, it'd be incredibly expensive because you'd have to move the power lines. You'd have to stop traffic on highway 57 and it would be a 60 to a hundred thousand dollar enterprise. But if you don't care about the buildings, you just want to put some condos up. You could put a well anywhere. And does that, factor into a decision if if it were to be green space let's say would the well factor into that uh if there's no like building there or does that only come into play if a structure is put up um it all depends upon what the town wants to do with it if the town wants water over there the nice part about the property is it is adjacent to the marina where we already have water 
So maybe we don't need a new well. Maybe we can use the existing one. I don't have the answer, and you can't quote me on that. But I like I, my conjecture would say that that's you're actually are quoting me on that. I was going to say you're quoting these people now. What I'm saying is that the, that should be fact checked is whether or not we can use the marina well or not. Right, um, but it may be. But a the fact is, is that we would own the adjacent property and have access to an existing well already. Right. Uh, any any other tidbits that people would find useful? Um, I think they should walk by the space and kind of peer around the other side and look at the potential to, to dream about what that could be and how they might be able to see their grandkids there or their kid hanging out with their kids by the water with a picnic, um, enjoying a walk and just being able to sit down and, and watch the water for a little bit. If you, I mean, like the marina is great. It's a great piece of property. It's good for the town to have that. But if you look at it, it's, it's a lot of pavement, yeah. right? And there's no green space to kind of hang out on by the water right downtown. So that that's what this would do. And I'd, and opening up that space is just an incredible opportunity for the town. Yeah, and and thinking about that in collaboration with the marina too, having both of those right next to each other would just increase the value of that altogether. Because the marina, like you said, it's a lot of pavement, but it it does have that cool kind of staircase, and you get to look out over the water from a higher vantage point. Being able to come down that staircase and walk over and sit down and have a picnic uh, right next to it, I think, is it completes that package in a way. Yeah, we just got to find a way to pay for it, and I think we we. We kind of got to find a way to work as a community to come up with that, with a way to do that. I think that maybe there's a way that we can um, raise private dollars to partner with public dollars. And there's a, we always look at governments and towns and say, why isn't the town what done this? And why isn't the town done that? And, and then those, the same people that ask the question about how come the town hasn't done that, they're also asking the same question of why did the town spend the money on that, right? So there's, the towns are restricted by the money that they have and the expectations of the community are always high. Well, let's figure out a way through that. And the way through that is to come up with a private public partnership that allows us to maybe raise some money to help maybe pay a little bit for it, but maybe maybe raising private dollars to put towards what's next with that piece of property would be a way to handle it. And I, I think there's a way to do that and I've started to look into it and let's figure it out. Yeah, the the takeaway there being that the the cost of the property would be one point nine million dollars, but it is it is not the intention to have that be the 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 price that is forwarded on to the taxpayers, right? Trying to bring that price down in creative ways before it hits the tax rolls, right? Potentially, yeah, if we can do that. Um, or, but as I said, also I think the town should be putting some money in because the town is reaping the benefits of that right um, for the most part and but I also think that it's going to be it's not going to be free to renovate whatever we want to put there next and that's going to cost something so maybe we can raise some money to do that um, I know another concern as soon as I start talking about money and taxpayers people will say oh you're taking a whole bunch of property off the tax roll well the reality is is the neighboring properties end up though their taxes end up going up meaning my property taxes um, with the building next door are going to go up. Um, I even, I talked to the neighbor, like one of the, the guy right across the street and you all can figure it out. His taxes would go up too. So it's, it does it completely offset that probably not, but the quality of life that we're talking about for Bailey's Harbor certainly increases and it just makes it a nicer place to live. It's already a beautiful community. It's already a community that takes care of itself, but this is just one more little step in the right direction. Um, the board voted unanimously to move forward with this. Everybody was excited about it. They understand the burden that the town would take, um, but they also feel like for the future of our community, that's a it's a really good step for us to be in. Great, and it will be nice to see you out there uh, as using it as open air office space as well. Once it's complete. let's not let's not talk about what I get out of it, Andrew. That, <laughs> that, uh, I'm I, I yes, there are advantages. It's right next door, and I can make use of that space. I I loved it as a hardware store too. So. 
Um, I, could I, would I take one over the other? Yeah, if I had Gary and Peggy next door, that would be kind of nice for a longer time. But we don't. And what's the ne- what's next for that property? And I, I think the offer that that we've got on the table with the, the Nelsons helps them get to the next level and else has helps the town. I think it's a beautiful partnership that we might be able to engage in here. Right. I think the only thing uh, that you would like just as much as green space over there would be a pizza place. Right. Well, I, I, I get my Monday pizza from the cornerstone. They make a nice one. We get sliced tomatoes and garlic on ours over there every Monday. Perfect. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me about this. I'm excited to see what comes of the annual meeting. Uh, what was the date of that one more time, Dave? It's April 20th. It's my dad's birthday um, at uh, 6 p.m. Great. Well, we hope to see everybody there. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, the future of this space. Thanks, Andrew. You should show up if you could vote, but you can't. So I can't. Maybe I'll show up anyway. That works. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.